0: Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers, and this is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie now called Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. I bet you can't quite figure out what that is, which is why I have done you the enormous favor of inviting Luke Evans, the star of this movie, to the show. Hello. So You know, because it's so... You, you look at the title and you say, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I Professor know you think we maybe, and the what, what is it about? What yeah. is it really about? Mm. And it becomes this incredibly fascinating, kinky, strange, weird, twisted kind of thing that clearly attracts you, Luke. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Love the challenge, oh, lunch, Peter. Right? Love the That's challenge. It? You know? yeah. I mean, it's a story that I, when, when I read the script, I, uh, I, 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 I couldn't believe it was true. So I, I sort of did my research myself to see how much of it was, and about 90% of it is actually what you see on the, in the film. Is which rooting. is a massively
0: good percentage for Hollywood. Yeah, it yeah. really mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, it's fascinating to think that the guy was a Harvard professor of psychology when psychology was this new science at Harvard, and um, it had no funding, you know. And he, but he believed that it was the future. It was how. Uh, people would uh, understand so much more about themselves and others and social situations through psychology. So he was a real, he thought outside the box. He also had an incredibly intelligent wife, Elizabeth Marston, who uh, they worked together on research and um, discovered the, the signs uh, that prove that you're lying, which was the early lie detector test, to test. <laughs> which uh, he failed to patent and somebody else made millions and millions of dollars but he, he made nothing from it. So that was, uh, that was his first achievement, their first achievement. And um, they then both fell madly in love with the same person.
0: One of your students. One of the
1: research students, the mm-hmm. only research student, mm-hmm. uh, Olive Byrne. Um, and uh, they proceeded to, in the 20s and 30s, we have to remember, um, to live is a polyamorous relationship between the three of them, and he uh, he had children with both of them, and they they lived a very conventional life. <laughs> sure.
0: In an unconventional Regional scenario, right. yeah, yeah. Sure yeah. But did.
1: their lives, you know, in general, were not that sort
0: of remarkable. If they were they, Mormons. It might have been a conventional. It may life, may have been, you yeah, know, I yeah. Don't know. But
1: uh, this wasn't. Uh, in a, they, they they he lost his job, and they 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 moved away from where they were based, and. Um, reared their children together and he then went on to create Wonder Woman which was um, an inspiration from the women in his life Um, and when you see the movie and you you then reflect back to the comic or the Gal Gadot movie we had this summer you'll still see remnants of Marston's ideas and uh, and and image uh, like his imagery, all
0: in yeah. in the you know the, the newest incarnation of, of Wonder Woman. Well, it was like there's so many things. I mean, the the lasso of of truth. truth. And the lie detector is so great. That was it. Yeah, that was the first one. And the basically kind of domination S&M outfit that she's wearing is there. And he believed in this sense that you were freed by being dominated. Well, he he created
1: this theory, um, which he wrote five books on. It was called the DISC theory. DISC stood for dominance, inducement, submission, and compliance. And he believed that these four categories of emotion... Interplayed in every social situation in life. So, right now, one of us is one of those. That's what he would think, that's you right, know. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. And um, and that's how he he was fascinated at how that affected everything from sex to life to work to every single thing. So. Um, that's sort of why he was drawn into the BDSM and, you know, dominatrix and and submission and and bondage and all those things. Not in a very dark, perverted
0: way. It was a very sort of subtle, sort no, of No, but enough to make those people that let uh, their children under five see Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> maybe they shouldn't be looking at this. One. Well,
1: maybe not. But not, I think right. it, it, <laughs> it, I think that what he did was he believed that at this time you know there was a big disparity between equality for men and women um, there wasn't a lot of male feminists in in the world he was a vocal male feminist um, I don't think he could have been anything else with a, with a wife like Elizabeth Marston, who was such a strong, forward-thinking, independent woman. Um, yeah,
0: smart to cast Rebecca Hall in that very, part. Very, yes, yes. very smart.
1: Yeah, she's fiery and independent and a wonderful actress and portrays Elizabeth so well. But I think what he did was he, he felt that this comic character, this comic book was a medium in which he could deliver his ideology to a huge audience and educate young boys and young, young men to grow up respecting authoritative women, powerful women, and to not see that as an intimidation, but that as, a, as, a, as a, a wonderful thing, you know, that women can be equal and, if not surpass men in their ability to rule, to provide calmness and a loving environment, whereas men are inherently a little bit more anarchistic and violent. So this is, this was, this is what he believed, and through the two women in his life, who he loved dearly, and they loved him equally, uh, he saw this yeah. in in
0: action. He saw how the you know the, they were just a much nicer uh, species <laughs> <laughs> than us men. So I'm I'm thinking then that uh, Bella Heathcote, who plays Olive, and Rebecca Hall plays it, yeah. really slapped you around good during this. Oh right? yeah, they tied, yeah. yeah they, I mean, yeah. We,
1: we did have a lot of fun learning how to do the the, the rope tying. <laughs> And the role-play, I mean, it was all very fun, it was a little tongue-in-cheek and, you know, there's a lot of giggling and a lot of laughing and a lot of that is in the, in the, in, in the film, I mean, you, you know, you often get these love scenes and they, they, they make them so perfect, there's, you know, there's no laughing, there's no awkward moments, in our film there is, you know, it, it's real, it's three people discovering each other, knowing what they're doing is taboo, but knowing that this is the only way they're going to feel completely free and liberated and honest about their feelings for one another and so it's uh, I think it's 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 nice to see it it's very unusual to see a polyamorous relationship represented in in this way with it where it doesn't it doesn't delve into some perversions or, or desperation or one, one is jealous or the other one the three of them are equal they love each other there was no problems there the problems that they had were from the outside sources how they would be able well, to survive well that's what we see
0: it, you yeah. know this yeah. guy he, I mean that's the framework of the movie that you're being interviewed by I don't know what her title was at Connie Britton Connie Britton yeah. 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 yeah but she's basically saying you can't do this yes. you, this comic book is obscene yes when people are looking at it and not seeing any of that yes except the power woman yeah, part of yeah, it. Yeah, that's know, right. And that. she
1: was also very, she, she knew that what he, the life that he was living privately, it was common knowledge. Um, and she was very aware that there was a lot of parallels between how Wonder Woman lived her life. She had to live under a disguise to be in man's world so that she could be in love with Steve Trevor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she couldn't be herself. and It all is parallel to that. Oh, it is, it's it, sold that way.
0: This is, you, you know, we didn't get into this, but you're growing up, so you're from Wales. I am from That's Wales, That's what yeah. that accent is. Yep. It's yep. not something you put on because no. you thought it would really work in auditions? No.
1: I mean, I, I, for a while, when I was in college, I, I thought I'd have to get rid of it. And, um, and then I saw an interview with Anthony Hopkins, and his, his accent was full full Port Albert (laughs) and I thought okay well then there's no reason for me to lose my accent and actually as you mature and you realize you know your identity is massively to do with how you sound and how you present yourself and I thought well my accent is there's not many of us Welsh people you know if in the grand scheme of you know nations of the planet we are a very small one and so um and I'm we've got a nice accent it's a it's quite lilty we love to sing we love to we love to talk. And um, so, yeah, so I've, I've held on to my accent, and, um, and uh, I'm glad, I, glad I've got it.
0: You growing up in Wales, yeah. I mean, I read that your parents were Jehovah's Witnesses. Did, did they take you with them when they knocked on doors?
1: Yeah. You, they did? It's, it's, a fa- it's a family affair, you know. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was knocking doors from, well, I wasn't knocking them. I was in, from being in a pram, uh, you know, in a, in a stroller. And um, yeah, knocked doors with my mom and dad, and, and knocked doors alone as a teenager. With uh, you know, that's that's what we did. It's a, and it was a, it was a a very nice community of people. And my mum and dad still are Jehovah's Witnesses, and they're very happy, and they have a great community support from the people that they surround mm-hmm. themselves with. Very good friends, and uh, they're very happy. Their lives are quite um, content, and they 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 are not very materialistic. They appreciate the simple things in life. They're very grateful for their health and mm-hmm. their happiness. And um, it's something I've always admired about them. So, yeah, it wasn't a bad upbringing at
0: all. It could be a little bit of an acting lesson as well after well, a while. Me, rejection
1: it? is not a problem for me. me. If, if, if somebody slams <laughs> yeah. a door in my face, I just go <laughs> to <grab laughs> the next one and <laughs> knock another one, you know?
0: Sure. It's like, whatever, you know? I we, think I'm Zeus. Yeah, you know, as long as I think I'm, I'm, I'm Zeus, Zeus, I don't care. I can do this stuff <laughs> and to do it. Yeah. What was the very first thing you did as an actor? Because where did, did you train? Yes, I trained in a,
1: in a college in London, the London Studio Center. And um, in my final year, uh, we did a showcase for agents and I got myself an agent. And the first audition that they put me up for was to play the juvenile lead in a musical that was written by Dana Brockley, who was Cubby Brockley's wife, oh. Barbara Broccoli's mom. Yeah. And... Um, She'd written a, a, sh- a story about uh, a woman called Florinda, a young girl who'd fallen in love with the king of Spain and had caused the Moorish invasion of Spain. So there's this big folklore story in, in southern Spain, and it was called La Cava. And uh, it was my first ever professional engagement in London, in the West End. And um, yeah, it was quite interesting because we audition- I had to audition in Eon, which is their... Eon House, which is where the, the bond is, was created yes, and it, their, <laughs> their office on Park Lane. So to actually walk into that building as, as a 20-year-old, as a you know, young actor was actually terrifying. Grew up, you know. this. Yes, yeah. grew up with it. Yes, grew up with it, you know, and I'm actually going to sing a song in front of, you know, the, the Bond people. It was quite, it was quite extraordinary. <laughs> surprised it wasn't
0: a musical based yeah. on James Bond. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. yeah. Who knows? I might have a chance could, with that it, one. It, it could really
0: ha- <laughs> So you started a lot in musical theater. What I did, you I did.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I started with the La Cava, which was a musical, and then I did um, Miss Saigon, and I, I did Rent, Avenue Q. Um, Wait a minute, At
0: Avenue Q is the
1: puppets. Yes, you, I learned puppeteer. how to be a puppeteer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, which was something I'd always wanted to do. So that was a real treat to actually, you know, learn how to open my mouth and, you know, and I just loved it. Loved that and I You're still do it d- now. Look at my you. godchildren You're
0: doing it. They
1: freak out when I do it because they just they, they forget it's my hand, you know, and all they can see You're is just my focusing. mouth going, you know, and,
0: "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> "Can you love do it, it without moving
1: in? No. Oh, see, that's ventriloquism. On. That's a little different, Peter, you know. Yeah, it is. I know and I know, I've never tried I've never that. Tried. <laughs> That's quite amazing, actually. Quite it might be they that.
0: they could do the film version of Evan and Q, and they could actually have you in there doing. Who would it. I play? Are you critical of you very. when you're looking at yourself on screen? Do you what do you, what kind of critic are you?
1: A harsh one. Harsh. Very harsh. Yes, you yeah. could
0: have been like Gaston. You know, you yeah. could have basically just said, "Fabulous."
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes yeah. you know, you I even shock myself when I see a performance that I've done. Or, um, but I'm very critical. It's not, it's, not, um, it's not a criticism that can um, inhibit me, but I'm very critical of, of, of how, what I do and how my face looks. And also, you have to remember, like for 10 years in theater, you never get to see what you look like. Mm-hmm. All you hear is a response. So you're very unaware of what's going on in your face. All you know is that they either laugh, cry, or clap, or walk out. You know? So that's all you have as a, as a reference. When I started doing film... All of a sudden, you know, you can see playback and all of a sudden I'm like, is that what my face is doing? When I was, I, I, no, no, you know, then you become massively like, and I, and I had to stop myself a few no, many years ago. The,
0: yeah, right. besides, <laughs> right there I'll just go under the table and you just watch my hand. Uh, but it was an, it was, well, was it was an nothing education. nothing like Zeus. <laughs> am, this can't be happening to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a very weird thing, but um, it was a new education, and it was a new discipline, and it was a tool that I was able to use. And um, So, yeah, sometimes I'm happy with my work, and sometimes I think I can do better, and I think it's always good to never think you're perfect, because no one is. And
0: um, But sometimes I'm i I'm impressed. I impress myself and then other times I'm like... What are you happiest? What have you seen of you that made you at least satisfied? I mean, I I have to say, you you mentioned Gaston Mm -hmm. and for me,
1: it was, I relished every second of playing that character.
0: He's such a
1: rat bastard. He's such, such an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. But a lovable rogue who turns into an absolute (laughs) evil monster, you know. But... When people stop me... Some woman stopped me on a plane the other day and she just said, oh, I've, just got, I've got to tell you, you are the best guest on I have ever seen on stage or on the film. And I'm like, oh, thank you very much. Well, so she's like, a completist. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she she like ever. Yeah. You know, it was very sweet to hear things <laughs> yeah. like that. You think, like, well, you know, I was the bad guy, but you actually liked it. So, And I, it, I made people laugh. And as much as my, a lot of my work has been quite sort of heavy and serious and dramatic i am I love making people laugh, so that was that was a joy for me to do that and and working with Josh Gad, who I know you had on the show last week, was a total dream because he he we worked very well together, we bounced off each other an awful lot and um so actually we're working on Something together now, we would like to would want to, create another something that we can do together because we had
0: such a good time doing it. So, oh, I yeah. thought there'd be a whole Gaston and LeFou adventure, we, we keep, but you don't we, own those Nick
1: I think we have our weekly call to the studios this week to Disney just to remind them of that idea. <laughs> It'll land one year, one week, one week. Why not? Go, All we right, okay, know. we can't do it anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fine. We'll give you a spin off. Because you, there's just that big song. Yeah. And I, the lyrics are just incredible in the. Um, oh, yeah. I'm especially good at. Good at, at expectorating. Ex-derating. I mean, yes. what an incredible. I know. Guy. Did you have to train for that?
1: Oh, I mean, I've always been quite a good spitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good, I just wonder what that audition was like. Oh, they just this, did Bill Condon, the director just say, "I have to have Luke Evans as my uh, guest on.
1: We know I, I had to sing for for uh, Bill in, in a in a room which was very, very small, and I have a very big voice, um, big Welsh tenor, you know, mm-hmm. and I thought well i 'm going to give it him full barrels, you know if he wants to hear." Gaston, I'm going to belt it out, and I'm going <laughs> to make his hair stand on end, which is exactly what I did.
0: And, um, and he said, next. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> <we're> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have you finished yet? <laughs> well, Luke, this is the first time you've been on this show, so you don't know, and it's great for you. Oh, Other yeah? people are terrified that oh. we always end in song. Oh, do we? Yeah. Fantastic. And so it could be anything that you've sung i know when you sang for bill condon you were doing gaston right so that's maybe there's something else and what did you play when you were in rent i played roger roger well that's yeah yeah that's a great big song
1: so it's something that i've sung in the past it could be anything
0: maybe something you just sing in the shower i don't know
1: okay um oh i that this is this is a this is a big shower shower number for me okay Don't let the sun go down on me, yeah. Although I search myself, there's always someone else I see. I just allow a fragment of your life to wander free. Oh, cause I'm losing everything. It's
0: like the sun going down on me. Wow, no one's gonna beat that. (laughs) No, thank you. Wow, that was amazing. (laughs)